We would like to acknowledge that this podcast is recorded on the traditional lands of the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to elders both past and present. This is the Dude Cinema Podcast. But I was just like scrolling through it like nerds, 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 like I don't care. <laughs> Movie shaming needs to stop. Obviously, a dude wrote this script. These teeth aren't friends, and I'm like, I'm about it. I honestly think that this movie should just be called Red Flags. <laughs> Let me, Miles, tell you. Fuck you, Stanley Kubrick. This is the Dude Cinema Podcast. My name is Alex J, and with me is my gorgeous co-host, Beck Charwood. This is the podcast where we watch all the movies that dudes have told us. We have to see. See. Um, Alexia, how are you this morning? Look, I'm all right. Uh, we are coming to you from a very crisp early 9am slot here mm. in the studio. So I'm waking up. That yeah. is where my stage of consciousness is at. So if you're listening to us on the train to work, in traffic, hey, we're there with you, baby. We're there with you. But yeah, so it's been a big, big fucking stacked week for me last week. Mm. And um, I've, yeah. <laughs> I've lost yeah. all of the words in my head. It's just one of those days. It's one of those days. How are you, my love? I'm good. I finished watching the movie that we're going to talk about today literally 20 minutes ago. Oh. Um, oh, what a way to start the day. Look, I don't mean to do a critique before we've even got into the trailer, <laughs> but this is a not a morning movie. This is not a morning movie. Not in the slightest I know, I know. You're not flicking between Studio 10 and Caddyshack. No. <laughs> One minute is the cash cow, next yeah. minute is the dancing gopher. It's a bloody zoo out here. Oh, you mm. just you don't want to hear the word poontangsit over and over again oh first thing God. in the morning. Yes, so that's that's kind of the vibe we're coming at this movie with. Um. <laughs> also because we were meant to do this movie mm. a week ago, but someone forgot to watch it. It was me. <laughs> I forgot to watch it. <laughs> we sat down to record and Alex was like, you ready to go for Caddyshack? And I was like, what? Oh, the movie. The movie. <laughs> so anyway, now it's finally happening. Finally here. We're excited. Now, look, we've done this around the wrong way. <laughs> we, um, we have just come off yesterday. We recorded our 200th episode. With a very special guest. With a very special guest. And it was just the best time. We had the best time. We had bubbles afterwards to celebrate 200. It was such an amazing day. Yeah. I don't want to say what guest it is, but no. we've been trying to get this guest on for so Like, we cannot stress. We've been trying to get him for years. Yeah. And it's just, he's always said yes, but it's just never lined up, like, timing-wise and stuff. You know, pandemic yeah. shit going on. And so we finally got, it was just the best day. Yeah. And then we've come back to studio 9 a.m. the following the day. day to talk about. Come down. The fucking Caddyshack. So should we just jump in? Yes. Look, All right. I, we may be a bit more negative than we usually would with this film um but just a heads up to alex jay's dad who's probably <laughs> listening that's true <laughs> we're sorry, so sorry uh mr jay um <laughs> mr jay uh, next time I see you face to face, this will be a different vibe of conversation. More than happy in person. Wow. I'll have a more upbeat attitude. But I just want to warn you right now probably turn away now. Yeah. Probably so, turn away. Look now. for any Caddyshack enthusiasts, I get it. It's nostalgia for sure, but 
I have to reiterate, as we do every time we watch one of these classic cult-following films, this is a first watch for us. Mm -hmm. We've never seen this before. So open minds because we're watching a 19, I don't know, 52 comedy (laughs) in 2022. It did not feel like the 80s. I will tell you that much. In 2022. So that's where we're coming at it from. What is your history with this film, Caddyshack, Rebecca? Okay, I have never seen this movie in my goddamn life. Mm-hmm. And I, oh, I, if I could go back in time, I never would. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so this is actually requested by Ali on Instagram. It was one of her dad's favourite movies. God damn it. Disappointing fathers yeah, everywhere, everywhere today. My dad, Ali's dad. Is your dad a Caddyshack enthusiast? I don't know. I'm going to be seeing him for the first time in three months this week. So oh, I'm like, no. Oh. Ruining familial relationships left, right and centre. Sorry, guys. Yay. Okay. But I remember one of my first ever boyfriends were like did the thing of like, you know, Caddyshack. And I was like, no, no. I'm 16. Oh, my God. Why I'm would I have 16-year-old girl. In what universe would Caddyshack come across my desk? Yeah. I remember specifically he like did the little gopher dance and was like, the gopher from Caddyshack? I was like, I haven't seen the movie. I'm like sweating with rage. <laughs> Why would I specifically know five seconds of it? People, they do that, right? They're like, have you seen this movie? The answer is no. Or do you know this specific, very niche yeah. reference from it? The first answer was no, then the second answer is going to be no, dude. Yeah. Anyway, so that was my only history going into this. And also because I did watch A Futile and Stupid Gesture, which is the story of the National Lampoon guys who were the ones that wrote oh, this movie. And they okay. were at Animal House as well. Right. And so this, uh, we will talk about how that relates to this movie and how that definitely shaped... <laughs> Definitely shaped how viewing this was kind of disturbing. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. To me, what is your history with well, this what movie? Well, what did you what did you actually think this movie would be like or about before? I knew going it was a, it. about golf, and I knew it was about a gopher. Yeah, okay. So I didn't even know about the gopher. I was uh-huh. surprised. <laughs> it was weird to just like amongst all these titty and fuck jokes to just have a little animatronic, animatronic puppet. Yeah. Go far. Is this a kid's movie? Anyway. Um, I think so. Hey, honestly, I think it's a man baby movie. A man baby movie. It's the man baby genre. <laughs> yeah, I'd never seen it. Uh, I, I'd definitely heard about it. And from what I've heard about it, I already knew it wasn't for me. So I had a bit, I was a bit of, I had a bit of a clenched butthole going into this because <laughs> I didn't want to disappoint my dad, Ali's dad, potentially your dad. As well, um, <laughs> but I just yeah again I, I same I just knew it was like golf it was like boys being boys playing golf, and that's what it was. That's what um, it was. That's should, what it was. Should we jump in? Oh, let's go. <laughs> Welcome to the Bushwood Country Club. The membership's exclusive. You think I'd join this crummy snobatorium? The help is outrageous. The madness is contagious. Bad language, fooling around on the course, poor caddying. But this whole place... Caddyshack, 
Danny Noonan, a teen down on his luck, works as a caddy at the snob-infested Bushwood Country Club to raise money for his college education. In an attempt to gain votes for a college scholarship reserved for caddies, Noonan volunteers to caddy for a prominent and influential club member. Meanwhile, Danny struggles to prepare for the high-pressure Caddy Day golf tournament while absorbing new age advice from a wealthy golf guru, Ty Webb. What the fuck? are don't we in the first remember, three minutes of this? I don't even remember any of that. I, w- I did watch this a couple of weeks ago, so you might have to catch me up on some things. But, yeah, okay. This is so much of this character psyche who we barely deal with. Barely touch. There's no mention of an animatronic gopher in that yeah. whatsoever. All right, so, Beck, for anyone who hasn't seen Caddyshack. That's the whole synopsis? That's the whole thing. Oh, my God. People are lazy. So lazy. And that that's coming from me. <laughs> Um, how would you describe this movie? I would describe this movie as a coke-fueled dream of a movie. Like this, I... So but, not, but, but not a, it's not a dream of a movie. Yes. It's an apparition of a movie. <laughs> yes. Like in years from now, I'll be like, was that a movie or a dream I, I had? Yeah, a fever dream I had because it was, when I had COVID or something. Yeah, so all over the shop. I'm like, what is the goal here? So messy, dude. What? So messy. Also, like the establishing of, there was what, too many characters. Let's Ugh. start there. There was about 25 people that we were meant to know on a first name basis. And they all looked alike. There were two age groups. There was young dudes, old dudes, and everyone in their own age groups looked exactly the same as each other. Yes! They all dressed in the same and the whole, like, there was like 10 caddies in this and they all were the exact same thing. Yeah, and they all sounded the same and they just all looked, ah, it was ridiculous. Yeah, it was so hard to follow. So there's a golf club and I think it's like meant to be one of those, I'm trying to think of a movie where it's like, oh, just a bunch of people trapped in one place and it's like, look at how everyone interacts. Right, okay, yeah, yeah. And kind of like a... Like a wet, hot American summer type situation. Yes. Yeah, okay. Exactly like that. That would that would be nice. That would have been cool. I would like that movie, and I think that's what they set out in their pitch for this movie. But then everyone on set was so high and drunk out of their fucking minds, they just took a camera and were like, "Oh, Rodney Dangerfield's doing something a bit silly." (laughs) We'll put that in the movie. Oh my god! Okay, again, I watched this like two weeks ago. I forgot Rodney Dangerfield is in this movie. I have so many questions about that man. I have so many questions. We'll get to in a second. So, like, literally, I think they did start out with, like, a wet, hot American summer yeah, pitch. Yeah, And then it just turned into, like, oh, well, Chevy's doing something weird. Quick, and like, get it, get it. Yeah, yeah. So the number of things I read about this movie, which you know I didn't like it because I've read about it. I, You know, I didn't like it because I didn't read about uh, it. <laughs> either way, that's you so lose. funny, that's our MO. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, and then every single note was like, everyone, like they were on coke. Someone had so much coke in this scene, they nearly passed out. Someone was so drunk in this scene, they had to be carried home afterwards. Like, well, golden age of cinema, right? Oh my gosh. I mean, white age of cinema, really. <laughs> think about it. Um, and also, cast wise. Spicy 9 a.m., that's ah. it. I've got to get those juices flowing. Got a full work day in front of us. <laughs> Mm. Um, Bill Murray is playing a character, I believe, with a learning disability. Yes. Um, um, I did say to you yesterday as we were leaving our previous angelic top of the world record because you were going home to watch this. I should never. I should not have done it. <laughs> it was such a sour end to a beautiful day. 
<laughs> and um, because we, we've we've talked about Bill Murray a bit lately, and I was like, don't worry, Bill Murray's not a creep. He's more of a. I'm gonna I'm gonna say definitely the R word was used in this character brief. A hundred percent. Yes. From these guys, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And this is the thing. He was so young in this. I think a lot of people may have thought that that was just him. I don't know. Back yeah, in the day. True. Yeah. I am hoping. I'm kind of hoping for his sake. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, this whole movie is like it feels so loose around the edges. It feels like this movie feels like you're watching someone's pants fall down, but not like in a funny way. It's like an old man at the shops. And you're like, is anyone going to say anything? Is anyone <laughs> going to do anything? Oh, I, it's so sad. You're like, oh, no, he doesn't have a hold on it. Oh, my God. Where is his family? Is there a carer in the vicinity that can help him? No. Yeah. And you're like, how would I even approach this situation? I don't know. Oh, he's on his own. He's on his own and he's just looking at – and it's so sad because he's looking at birthday cards. Oh, God. <laughs> 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 this is wrong. The universe is cruel. Why now? <laughs> that's Caddyshack. That's how it felt watching this movie. <laughs> You're right. That's perfect. That's um, such a better synopsis. And then it ends, hey, exactly how you think it's going to end when they uh, literally in the first 20 minutes. Bill Murray's like, I'm going to blow up these gophers. And they're like, all right. And, and then two hours later. We'll give you two hours. He finally does it. Then you can blow it. up the gophers. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. I can't hold back. I have to ask. Rodney Dangerfield, <laughs> is he meant to be funny? I think he's meant to be fu- I think he was funny. I think in the 80s he, this was funny. I I think he was well – I think he was beloved – that's what I know. Yeah. So I'm like, I just know him as a comic that everyone's like, whoa. Please take my wife. Yes. The, I get no he's respect. He's that guy? I think he's that guy. Take my wife, please. Yeah. So my jaw is on the full law <laughs> right think, now. And then he's the guy who's like, I get no respect. I get no respect. That was his whole shtick. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. So you, Oh, so you went in watching this not having it. A previous knowledge of Rod- oh, then he just appeared. He just appeared <laughs> on screen in his bulbous, bumpy skin, just acting crazy, acting like a fucking nightmare. Oh my god! So I, I read about this after because I was like, I'm meant to res- as a comedian. Mm. I'm meant to respect this man. This he's our origin. Yes, I meant I'm meant to hold him up on a pedestal and be like, oh yes, this movie is very problematic and like yes. you know of its time. And nonsensical. Yeah, but I'm just like, I don't understand. What, who is this man? I don't get why, And why is he yelling at me? Yeah. Why does he keep yelling at me? Why, why like, he, this is the, also the problem with stand-up comedians is, like, that no one teaches them that they need to learn how to act in movies, particularly around this era. Mm. And so he's just performing Stand up. to the set. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's not looking at anyone in particular. No, no, no. He's, He's the epitome of that old dude comic who holds court. Yes. And, yeah, like you said, doesn't make eye contact with anyone as he's talking to them. It's all just a performance. Mm. And he seems fucking exhausting to be around. I don't know why anyone wanted to be around this man during this movie. Right. He seems like the worst hang. Every single person in this movie felt like the worst person to <laughs> yeah, be around. That's true. <laughs> 
even the women, I'm sorry, but even the the female characters, I was like, you all just seem like a nightmare to be around. Oh, my God. The uh, <sighs> Look, this movie's not for me. I'm going to just yes. say that. I was, as I was watching it, I was very – I kind of disassociated a bit from it because I was just like, I just know this is not for me. Mm. This is not my sensibilities. This is not my humour. This is not my era of comedy that I grew yeah. up with. We already hated Animal House, which yeah. unequivocally was not for us either. Exactly. And that was years ago. That was early. That was on our first our episode. Yeah. So very much coming at it from a this movie is not for me standpoint. And then I thought, well, maybe I just don't like comedies from this era. But then I remembered A Fish Called Wanda. And I was like, that is for me. From this era of comedy, Fish Called Wanda style of movie is Mm. for me. Animal House, Caddyshack, all those old, those, yeah, National Lampoons, Ramus type movies, those like shitty dude comedies, not for me. Mm. Not for me at all. I can't be alone in that. This, no. Like, this is a beloved movie, but it can't be beloved by everyone, surely. Yeah, I feel like it's cultish in a way. Like, these guys had a cult following. Definitely. Um, they had a following of dudes. And I get it. My dad's one of them, you know. Um, <laughs> and I get it. But, like, the following of dudes who – and I'm sure I did this to, like, say, the SNL cast that I loved in the 2000s and stuff. Like – Dudes who think they're one of these guys yeah. and they watch this movie and they're part of it. They're broing out. They're like, how funny would it be to hang out with these guys? That's the dude who loves this movie, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not me. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, it's not me either. Mm. Not me either. Um, okay, so yeah, Rodney's there being crazy. Yeah, so I didn't quite understand. Also, I read this. This is, okay, so when Harold Ramis, the director, called Action... Ronnie didn't move. Uh, he, he was like, this is his first scene in the golf shop. And he's like, Ronnie, action. And Ronnie just didn't move. And he's like, he's like, what are you going to tell me to do my bit? And he's like, okay, action. And he did nothing. <laughs> so whenever there was a scene with Roger, Ronnie Dangerfield, no. he didn't understand the concept of action. So instead the director had to say, okay, Ronnie, do your bit. <laughs> Do your little show. Such a comedian of like. Do your little play. You have to be told to do a bit. You can't even be like, oh, it's a scene I'm acting. It has to be a bit for you. (laughs) God, if I ever went on set with that attitude, I would never work again. Not not this day and age. My God. I was like, I'm trying to respect this man so hard. I am. He's the take my wife, please. I think. Sorry if anyone's (laughs) yelling at their radios right now. Radio. But, yeah, like that, the perfect example of the scene of him just performing and not actually, you know, acting is reacting, Rodney, yeah. and he's not reacting to anyone. No, he's doing bits yeah. specifically. Specifically. <laughs> he's, been on to- he's been told to on purpose. Is when he's walking through the party and he's just, he's just shouting one-liners into the air. Yeah, at people. At people, but like you said, not making eye contact. He's just shouting one-liners. As if, um, this man is unhinged. Yeah. And he seems like, again, just the worst hang. Yeah. I would not want to be at that party with him. He looks high and he looks drunk in every yeah. single scene. And he looks mean. Yeah. Like he looks like that crazy guy who's like quirky and one-liners, but like cross him and he'll call you a cunt. I'm yeah. <laughs> he'll snap. If you talk over yeah. him, yes. all yes. of a sudden all that pizzazz will disappear mm-hmm. and you'll be like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I just, I just didn't like, I love comedies, but I just didn't. 
you got to make me care about the characters even just a little bit. Or one of them. Or one of them. Make me like or care about one person one in this movie. Of them. Yeah. The person I think I cared about most in this movie is Harold Ramis being the director because we know he's like a nice guy and, you know, Valet Harold. Like mm. that's the only person I can attribute any kind of like warmth yeah. feeling to in and this movie. And we know he moves on to do great work great in the work. future. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, oh, good for him. This is like where he started. But everyone else can fuck off. Yeah. There's literally no one, not, e- not even the female characters. Like yeah. the only one I can remember is the Irish girl. Yes. She was an awful person too. Like it's just there was – not even just that they were awful, that I didn't know enough about any of them yeah. to give a shit. We didn't spend enough time with them yeah. to care. Yeah. Like even Chevy Chase's character, who I think we get the most backstory True. on, just uses it to call another guy a dick. Yeah. And Chevy Chase is a dick and it's not – it's that old school comedy of like dudes being assholes and it's funny. Mm. and. That's just not for us, obviously. No, it's so not. Again, why, like, I have always struggled to, like, I have never felt charmed by Bill Murray. Yes. Once. Yes. And I remember feeling crazy back in the day because everyone's like, Yes, he's so so funny. And I'm like, what is – he's rude and he's mean. And the same with Chandler Bing. Everyone's like, Friends is so funny. I'm like, no, that guy's a dick. (gasps) Have you listened to the Celebrity Memoir Book Club about Matthew Perry's memoir? Fuck. Yes. Oh, my God, terrifying. Again, you guys, previous guests, Ashley Hamilton and Claire Parker from Celebrity Memoir Book Club, listen, they just did Matt Perry's memoir. And fuck me, it's not good. Yeah, it's terrifying, in fact. Yeah, but you're right. He, Yeah. He's a dick. And same with Chevy Chase. Yeah. He's not charming. I liked him in Christmas Vacation, but I'm sure, oh, God, if we were to ever do Christmas Vacation on a rewatch. Yeah. That's scary because I haven't seen it since I was a kid watching it at Christmas. But that's like mm. the only time Chevy's been even remotely charming. Yeah. And it's since come out that both of those dudes are massive cocks. The worst. <laughs> and same with, yeah, Bill Murray. Yeah. Wait, is that who you're talking about as well? As well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making the connections in my own head. Yeah. No, 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 because I was like I Matt Perry. I just don't care to say them out loud. We said three dicks and I was like, oh, three. But it would make sense that you were talking in the, hey, in the episode where we're talking about Caddyshack, <laughs> no. that you were talking about the two dudes that were in Caddyshack. <laughs> it makes more sense. Thanks for, sh- <laughs> thanks for doing that for me. Thanks for showing my working because I can't. No, I, I should have I taken right two now. seconds to be like, obviously not. <laughs> Obviously, the two dudes in Caddyshack, Rebecca. That was Rebecca. disappointing. I like Matt Perry and I loved Chandler Bing, but you're right, yeah. he's just a dick. Yeah. Mm. So you were never charmed by a Chandler? Nope. Mm. Not once. I was like, everyone here's why do these people hang out with this guy? He sucks. <laughs> I was yeah. like, friends? I was like, Molly, uh, four cool people and one cunt. <laughs> one clinger. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, if they had group chats back in the day, oh my gosh, they would have a separate one oh. without him. Chandler would be the worst in a group chat. Yes, Chandler, can you just talk? We're just trying to f- work out like our dinner plans. Can you just be normal? Stop mm. doing your zingers. We don't need a quip right yeah, now, I bitch. Don't need a quip. That's it. And that's a Bill Murray. He's a guy who talks in quips. Chandler talks in quips. Chevy Chase talks in quips. Mm. If you're talking quips, you're a dick. That's yeah. that's my working in that <laughs> equation. <laughs> Did you like any scenes in this movie? Was there anything that that tickled you or charmed you that you can think of? No, I nearly liked the scene where I nearly liked, I nearly <laughs> liked it. The scene where Chevy Chase hits the golf ball into Bill Murray's like 
house that he lives on. Oh, that weird when he's in the house. Yeah. Yeah, that CEO is interesting. Because I, I was like, I could tell they were improvising a lot of it. And then there was a lot of... (laughs) I don't know if that was Harold Ramis' request or if that's just the coked minds that were on set decided that, well, we don't need scripts. We're just going to improv this whole movie. Yeah. And so uh, there was jokes happening, Mm. but the tension between them (laughs) was like two snakes at each other. (laughs) True. That I was like, I can't enjoy this. I can't relax because you guys clearly hate each other and it's not just an acting thing because I know both of you are incapable of acting because (laughs) you've just played the same asshole your entire career. (laughs) Literally, Chevy ends up still playing that same asshole many decades later on Community, which he was famously a dick on as well. With the number of TikToks I've seen. Really? Of people just being like, I was an extra on Community. (gasps) And Chevy Chase was an asshole. Yeah. Interestingly, I mean, those two are such big dicks. That is the only... Time they appear, apart from SNL, the only scene in history where they appear really? together on screen. Yep. I'm, I'm, I'm racking my brain as though I'm going to disprove this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. wow. How interesting. Mm, mm. So, yeah, so you, you nearly liked that scene? I nearly liked it because I was like, I can see jokes are happening. Yeah. I can't relax enough to enjoy yes. them. Yeah. <laughs> That's what this movie is. I can see jokes are happening, mm. but I can't relax enough to enjoy it. Yes. Yes, because it was. It was just so messy. It was all over the place. Every scene kind of felt like a sketch almost. Yes. Like an individual sketch. And I did, Like just reading that synopsis before about the premise of these caddies going on scholarships and stuff, like that rings a bell, but to mm. me that wasn't the there was no storyline really. It was more just like, what are the hijinks that happen at this golf club? Yeah. And go for two hours. Yes. There was no actual storyline, through line. You're so right. It felt like a bunch of sketches. Yeah. Which, interestingly enough, okay, hold on. No, let me ask first. Mm-hmm. What, was there any parts of this movie that you found funny? The, the only part I nearly liked <laughs> no, the synchronized swimming when they did, the, all the dudes did synchronized swimming in the pool. I oh, thought yeah, that was they funny. had to prepare for that. Yeah, because they ah, actually true. had to rehearse and plan that. That's so true. <laughs> Yes, I thought that was really funny. That was like a good physical gag. I thought, like, dudes being girls in the pool doing synchronized swimming. So funny. And that was kind of it. (laughs) I was confused by the gopher thing. I was confused by Bill Murray's character. It felt very icky Mm. and on the nose. Ronnie Dangerfield. When he was dancing, he was dancing at some point, like really crazy. That yeah. was funny. Yeah. Because he's probably told to just do your dancing bit. Yeah. <laughs> if we Google it, it'll be like, oh, he did that like 9,000 times. Yeah. That, that was his bit. That's his bit. So, yeah, but other than that, it's just, I was just, yeah, this is just not for me. Mm. I just realized because we did another SNL alum movie, mm. Hot Rod. Yes. With Andy Samberg and yes. the whole gang there. I remember that felt like a lot of sketches. True. Like there was definitely, but it's like less so, like a lot more packaged. Yeah, pro- yeah, on purpose. <laughs> on purpose. And then I think, you know, you move into the next generation of uh, SNL writers, which is like Mulaney yeah. and whatnot. And mm-hmm. then you look at their body of work since like Big Mouth is just like yep. so much cleaner yeah, and so much like, even b- and before those generations, like you, Will Ferrell, Amy Poehler, mm. Tina Fey, like this. So yeah, this SNL crew was like the OG SNL crew. 
still finding their feet, I guess. Oh, yeah. my God, that's so patronizing. No, I get it. It was of its time. It's yeah. 83. Did you say this was made? Yeah. Well, yeah. it's a pipeline that was being yeah. built by these yeah. guys and there were some leaks. There was some leaks. Look, if there's any any cinemates out there who adore this film, and if you can look at it objectively, not just for nostalgia, I'd love to know what it is about this mm. <clears throat> that tickles you so much or that has stuck with you so much. I just, yeah, because it's just so messy. You don't care about them. Like with the hot rod, it was a bunch of sketches, but at least they made you care about the character a yes. little bit. Yeah. This was just, a, to me, just a bunch of gross dudes being gross and saying mm. va- varmint poontang too yeah. many times in a row. Like, yeah. They might as well have just been looking up girl skirts the entire yeah, movie. Yeah, which I'm surprised they didn't. Yeah, they kind of do. They look yeah. at skirts <laughs> they and they're like, oh, va, va, va. like, oh, my God, speaking of women... Poor women in the 80s comedies movies, they just all had to get their titties out, didn't they? Oh, and that was against her will. What? So Cindy Morgan, who was in this, every fact I read, I every fact I read on the IMDb trivia about women in this movie just made me more and more upset. So Cindy Morgan did not want to take her top off. Oh, no. She did not want to. And uh, I can't remember who it was told her that if she didn't, she would never work in Hollywood again. Excuse me, what? Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, they were like, hey, we'll make it advantageous to you. Um, if you do it at the same time, we'll do a photo shoot for Playboy so you can be on the cover of Playboy as well. So this is actually a really good deal for you. Oh, <laughs> my God. And then it came to the day and she was so uncomfortable. <gasps> she was just like, "I." after filming it, she was like, can it? I don't want this photo shoot to happen. Oh, so she didn't do the Playboy. She didn't end up doing it. Of course not. Why? Yeah, how is that a deal? She's already uncomfortable about getting naked. Why would you then add more nakedness to her day? Mm. What the fuck? Mm. Oh, my. Oh, that. On top of that, so the scene where she's topless with Chevy Chase. Mm. The scene where they're in his, like, cabana Mm. was improvised and he was doing a bunch of stuff on set that they had not planned for and she was so uncomfortable. Like with the oil scene where he's rubbing her, she was yeah. She was like, I didn't want to do it. <gasps> I felt so uncomfortable the entire time. No. And he was like pushing a bunch of boundaries and doing a lot of things. Of course he was. It's fucking Chevy Chase. He's yeah. been given the green light to improvise during a naked scene. Yeah. And so I went back and watched the scene again. Aww. And I was like, you can see it. Really? She's so tense. She's Aww. so uncomfortable. Oh, poor woman. Because, like, okay, I know this is the 80s, but, fuck, it's not that long ago. Yeah. And nowadays, if you do any what they call intimacy scenes where there's any nudity or affection, like physical affection between a couple, like, you have an intimacy coordinator on set now and it has to be so planned, like fully blocked, rehearsed, so mm-hmm. everyone's comfortable, everyone knows where everyone's hands are going to go and land and touch. To completely flip that to back to the 80s where it was you get naked and you improvise, improvise. Where, everyone, where his hands are going to go, oh, I feel violated for her. Mm. That's icky. I feel it in my bones. Yeah. Oh, yuck. Fuck this movie. Sorry. So gross. So fucking gross. And, like, um, fine. I, lo- I love Dumb and Dumber, so we all have our flaws. <laughs> yeah. But, like, but also, yucky. But at the same time, this is the thing. is like Tom Hanks was coming to prominence at the same time. 
Mm. Beloved, I was like, I can't imagine that Tom mm. Hanks would be making anyone feel fucking uncomfortable like that. Set. Yeah, yeah, true. Good call. Yeah, it's of its era, but it's of a gross part of that era. There were also mm. good parts of that era. Yeah, and but these guys were just so self-destructive, and I think they really left a legacy of it doesn't matter as long as it's funny. Yeah, and it goes to show it's like, well, that funny has a shelf life, motherfuckers. Yeah, true. And it's up because now it's just uncomfortable. It's not funny anymore. It's mm. just gross. Yeah. Well, because this is the same year that John Belushi died when this movie came out. Right. And he was in that crew mm. doing all that crazy coking partying. Yeah, of an overdose. And it's like, oh, that wasn't enough of a wake-up call for you guys. Mm. I'm glad Harold Ramis turned it around. Mm. And in my brain, yes. he turned it yeah. around and became a really nice just straight up dude. Yeah. I mean, we hope. And I know who knows. Now I feel like if you want to have true, like... <laughs> If you want to be like, I want to watch a movie untarnished without hearing anything bad about someone, you've got to break into the edit suite and watch yeah. the rough cut before it even comes out, yeah. before press even fucking starts. <laughs> but just go in and uh, like look, sift through the pile of scripts yeah. at fucking whatever production house, read them and be like, ah, yes, now that there's no cast attached to this, I can enjoy it. I can enjoy it. It's a book. Just read books. <laughs> One thing I took away from this movie is, wow, men were really sun-kissed back in the 80s, weren't they? Some of the wrinkles on these men in their 20s. In their 20s, that leathery, my dad's skin. (laughs) (laughs) I looked like that this week. I had a very bad fake tan explosion situation this week. I don't mean to be rude. It was so funny. Your hand looked mummified. I was so concerned. (laughs) People are going to think she's doing blackface. (laughs) So, look, I love a fake tan, but this week I tried a new brand and I did two layers where I should have definitely done one. And it's just, oh, it's that gross. I feel like I'm in my 20s again. Yeah. Patchy, just orange. And, yeah, my hand looked like my dad's hand. (laughs) But that's what these dudes look like. It's that very, like, yeah, SPF didn't exist yet. Serums didn't exist yet. Conditioner apparently didn't exist didn't either. Didn't exist yet. And they all—they're all just so dry. Mm. It's uncomfortable to watch. I expect them to creak. <laughs> I have, interestingly enough, as much as I didn't like this movie and didn't enjoy it, I would recommend watching a futile and stupid gesture on okay. Netflix. Yeah. I think that kind of. Oh, I am actually going to write that down. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because it pays homage to – I think if you want to pay homage to these guys, because, again, it is a pipeline and they were the start of, you know, they're the reason for Mm. a bunch of SNL alum who appear in the movie. Will Forte plays the titular character who's one of the writers. So I think even in Caddyshack. No, 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 no. Will? (laughs) No. Gotcha. He plays one of the writers who started National Lampoon, Mm -hmm. Doug Kenny, Mm -hmm. who – and this is spoilers – Oh, do I want to spoil it because I recommend it? No, no, it makes sense. It makes mm-hmm. sense. So I wish I kind of never watched this movie. Ah, oh, okay. Because in A Futile Stupid Gesture, and this isn't exactly true, but it alludes to the fact that this movie affected his addiction so badly and sent him back down the rabbit hole, which means he spiraled with depression and anxiety, and he was so concerned that this movie was going to bomb. So he, oh. they allude to it in the movie that he killed himself because oh shit of 
this movie, it's not the fact they don't actually know okay. why he died. Oh, they don't? They don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. but in the movie they allude to it. And wow. so and the fact that I hate this movie so much <gasps> oh, no. makes me be like, oh, dude. <laughs> Everyone loved it back then. Yeah, it was yeah. a huge success. Yeah. But there was a storyline where he goes to see the movie Aeroplane and he has like a full-on tantrum. Because he's like, this movie's going to be the funniest movie. Why did we even bother making Caddyshack? Oh, okay. And I'm like, dude, come on. I mean, yeah, Aeroplane's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, I okay, in light of that, I'll, I'll soften a bit. I do see how this was huge in the yes. 80s, of course, as mm. we always do with these movies. I'm never questioning why they were big when they came out mm. or for the decade afterwards, but I think as a 2022 watch, this is just not a good movie anymore. It's not yeah. funny anymore. Then mm. That's fine. I have jokes from five years ago that fucking suck now. So yeah. comedy ages. Oh, I opened my comedy notebooks recently from <laughs> when I started. Um, Ooh. Uh, in 2014 in Perth, which is no excuse. But <laughs> which, is, which is a regular 2010. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> a Sydney's 2010. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It felt like going forward in time when I moved here. Yeah, some of the, I mean, racism, sexism, mm. homophobia, mm. light. light. I wasn't writing slurs in there. No, 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 yeah, of course. But just some stereotypes. Oh, like, the, oh and the internalised misogyny from my early stuff, my lord. Yeah. So, of course, these dudes are writing these kind of jokes 30 years prior yes. to that. Yeah. If I'm writing those jokes less than eight years ago, yeah. So yeah. I get it. But look, we're coming here. That's what you expect from us. That's what you want is a fresh 2022 take on these classics. And this one just doesn't hold up. Yeah. And that's okay. Mm. You can watch Fish Called Wonder. Yeah. Instead, <laughs> it's charming. It's charming. All right. I've got some questions for you. Okay. Did this movie make you horny? It didn't. But I will confess something. <gasps> okay. A young Chevy Chase, not bad on the eyes like for a second I caught yeah. myself being like but also I feel like I was being tricked because I've just known him as an old man for so long true like, and you've been tricked because his co-stars were just pieces of leather yes, so yes. comparatively exactly it yeah. was all a trick and I think just like because I've been like why is he a dick he's an old man yeah. like, it's like <laughs> okay. he can't even rest on good looks and I was like he is resting a little bit on good looks particularly you're right in looks. this cohort yeah. of people <laughs> No, but he was. He was a mm. good-looking, like an 80s good-looking. Yeah. Charming dude. It wasn't a horny. It was more like a... Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you there. That's, that's, that's as much as what happened to my body as well. Yeah. Um, would, you, would you recommend this movie on a date? God, no. Absolutely not. If, if your date wants to watch Caddyshack with you, oh, baby, mm. there are some questions I have. Yeah for their self-awareness mm. and just this uh, awareness of other people in their space. Yeah, unless you're dating a 50-year-old man. And you are also 50. Yes. <laughs> then, yeah. This may, this may You probably you. love this on a date. It's probably a bit nostalgic. Yeah, it'd be a lovely trip down memory lane. But otherwise, absolutely not. Yeah. Also, this movie could have been 40 minutes long. Yeah. How long was it? An hour and 50. What? Yeah. Okay, Harold, he really reigns it in later in life, doesn't he? He raises it in. He raises it in. Uh, (laughs) Ratings. Okay. How many blown-up gophers out of five do you give this movie? I give it two. Oh, no. Like a real soft two. Mm -hmm. Like they're baby gophers. Yeah, okay. No, that makes it so much sadder. Oh, no, no. No, no, no. (laughs) 
Um, yeah, two. Mm-hmm. I mean, one like one and a half is for legacy. Sure, yeah. And for what it, and what it started. Yes, what it the paved com- the way for. in the comedy industry. Yeah. yeah, for sure in film. Yeah, yeah, and half a point to be like, oh, there was a point in time where. People just gave comedy writers a stack of money to figure stuff out. That's nice to know that that's that is a possibility cool. that that's existed at cool. some point in time. <laughs> Maybe we're jealous. Yeah. Maybe we're just jealous. Yeah, yeah. Half a point for jealousy. <laughs> <laughs> but in that case, I'm myself too as well for that yeah. exact equation. <laughs> Uh, well, that was Caddyshack. You guys, we release episodes weekly, so please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And please join us next week for our 200th episode. 200, baby. Can you believe it? There's 200 dude movies out there yeah. and there's so many more. So many more to come. We're not slowing down anytime soon. <laughs> And if you want to keep up with us and what movies we are reviewing, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Dude Cinema Pod, like our Facebook page, Dude Cinema Pod. Uh, you can chat to us there or shoot us an email at guide to dudecinema at gmail.com. And if you want to support this podcast in any way, shape, or form, if you're like, oh my God, I'm having such a good time, I want to hear more content, I want to hear about things these girls actually, actually like. like. You can do so. <laughs> that was not planned. Yeah, well done. Um, you can join our gold class feed. Uh, we talk about what we've watched this week, so newer release stuff. Mm-hmm. We dive back into old favourites like mm. Twilight oh, yes. and Dumb and Dumber. And Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> Actually, that's no, on the main oh, feed. Oh, that was on the main feed. Um, we'll do recaps of miniseries. I'm sure we'll do the new season of Avengers like that when it comes out because we had so much fun with That's the coming out? One. Yeah, they're filming right now, I oh, think. Oh, my God. But if that's not enough to whet your appetite, here's a little taster from last week's Gold Class. What happened on Saturday night is there was a group of people that were not there for comedy. Mm. They were there to run a fucking muck is what Mm -hmm. they were there for. They were there to run a fucking bucks. Yeah. It was a grit. As soon as you were like, what are you guys here for? And they said bucks party. My butthole fell out of my <laughs> body. I was like, no. <laughs> and you were emceeing, so you actually had to deal with them. They couldn't keep quiet for five fucking minutes. Five yeah. minutes. Like, I hadn't even finished my... I don't think I even got into a joke yet before they were already being a problem. Like, before anyone even told a joke, they're like, not funny. Not funny. Ah. I was like, fuck you guys. So I literally, like, stopped the show, like, went full teacher mode and was mm-hmm. like, you guys don't realise everyone else here has paid the same amount of money to see the same show. It's not about you. You have to be respectful or I'm going to have to ask you to leave. And it was, like, no fun. Like, for a hot second, there was no fun in the room at all. It all just fucked right off. I loved it. Oh, I live on I breathe that stuff. <sighs> what were they saying yeah. while I was on stage? Because I could only get, like, half of it. I couldn't hear that. I don't remember them saying anything to you. But once the act started coming up, there was definitely a not, I heard a not funny. I heard a where's the joke. Oh, yeah. And then like this other comic was talking about how she's bi and women make her come way more than men do. And then the guy, this is my favorite, the guy yelled out, he's the wrong guy then. So like you're heckling in defense of this hypothetical man mm. who could not make this female comic come. That is your heckle. Yeah. Defending a hypothetical. 
my God, <laughs> the toxic masculinity was palpable. I'm like, dude, it's a joke. He doesn't exist and you don't even know him. Yeah. Why are you defending him? Yeah. Oh, my God. Also, by the looks of him, he was like this crusty, like uh, he was old. Oh man, he's so drunk he can't even keep his head up. He was like talking into his lap. He was heckling into yeah. his fucking knees Ugh. the whole time. He was that drunk, and he's like, "Yeah, I found the right guy." I was like, "You've never made a woman come from Cunnilingus mm. ever in your fucking life. Don't you dare! Mm-hmm. Don't you dare interrupt her. Fuck Don't you. you insert yourself into this conversation, yeah. sir." <laughs> don't have any money or not enough money in the budget right now that's okay that's fine me neither (laughs) to be honest hey same (laughs) (laughs) what you can do is give us a five star review they help so 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 much yeah and in your review you can let us know what movie a dude has told you to see and we'll review it for you and we have merch Merch. yeah so Alexia Mm. I have to say Mm -hmm. akumite to you and Rebecca, for the 199th time, I can say to you and yours.